0: Episode 10 is a great one. I spoke to Alex Ayan, Marketing Director of Wiser, a creative recruitment company based in London. Alex was an early adopter of the well-renowned marketing agency Social Chain and has worked in the marketing space for many years. He has some unique knowledge surrounding what it means to be successful and how to make noise in an ever-changing marketing landscape. Also, on a side note, if you are enjoying this podcast, would you be able to give me five stars on Spotify, iTunes, or Google, or maybe even leave a review, whatever platform you want. It just really helps the channel grow. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Alex thank you for coming to the podcast tonight how are you doing?
1: Very good thanks mate we've been trying to do this for a while haven't we?
0: I know we finally got there in the end but I suppose it's gonna be bittersweet but it'll be good good in the end. Yeah. Uh, now I'm glad we've uh, finally got it booked in and obviously like I said this virtual podcast actually do go a little bit smoother as well uh, yeah. so hopefully it sounds sounds great. Um, we'll dive straight in to the first question just you know get a yeah. Basic summary, of like who you are, and maybe just outline your career in the last, say, ten years or so, and we'll dive in some areas last after ten years. Ten, ten years. years. Go longer if you can go longer if you want. No, no <laughs> ten
1: years. So, uh, Alex, saying I'm the marketing director at a employer branding, creative, and recruitment company called Wiser. Um prior to that, I was part of the uh, journey of social chain one of the largest social media agencies that have come out of the UK joined at well dropped out of my graduate scheme I think back in 2014 2015 and um, was thinking about what I wanted to do with my career and one of my best friends at the time from the University of Birmingham was working at Social Chain very small team uh, went in to see to Just explore what the future was, and they started talking about the future social what they were doing from a client perspective and at, at this time, there was no f- fanfare, there was no big clients, there was no what you would imagine a social chain today you know seven hundred twenty people offices yeah. all around the world um but I just believed in the vision and the people and i and I was excited I was at the start of my career 22, 23 years old um And, yeah, I was just very interested and so threw myself into that and then built it to, you know, one of the biggest uh, companies opened in New York, Germany, London, killer office in Manchester, Um, IPO'd in 2019. Uh, And then one of my other friends, Finn, who was the founder of uh, Wiser was doing great things, but not in the BTC space where I was, but in the employee branding space, which I was interested in anyway, because we'd built a great culture at Social Chain and attracted some great talent. And instead of selling products to people, I just thought it'd be interesting to explore how you could encourage more people to be in the right role. Um, which kind of harts back to why I joined Social Chain because I dropped out of my career, a <laughs> two-year graduate scheme, and I was like, I'm not gonna do that <laughs> anymore, yeah.
0: Nice. So is that, you say that's like, yeah, quite, quite a broad, it's quite a broad couple of years, I suppose. Um, yeah. Was it weird? Like, obviously you worked at social chain for quite a number of years. Was it like weird to leave after like such like a long time for being there from like the inception? Was it quite odd to leave after like working like such big brands to then move somewhere else?
1: It it was, it was hard. Let me tell you. So it was the best experience of my entire life. And the friendships with those people that that team especially from the early days are still some of my best friends in the world today yeah um funny enough we did a little reunion well I say reunion. we were talking about the metaverse on a on a webinar <laughs> together last week um so those those people and just what we achieved you know is we were very young and we had naive sense of confidence in our own abilities and what we wanted to achieve and we were batting way above our station, and going into you know pitches and rooms with C-suite individuals, traveling around the world, pitching to people. Social, this new world. Um, but yeah, so we were doing going from that and and doing it with your mates, like your best mates in the world, was like a great experience. But then it got to year f- three, year four, and we'd scaled very quickly. Like we we were. At, you know, across the group, I think we had 700, 720 people, wow, you know, year yeah. four when I, when I left. Whereas when I joined, you know, we're a small team, 20 people, 30 people, you know, it's a very different organization, processes, um, things that you had to do, you couldn't be as agile. And, and I was just reflecting, I, I joined the Marketing Academy, or got onto the Marketing Academy for the 2019 cohort, and you start thinking about your purpose and and why you're here and and i just realized that where i spend the most time and what i enjoyed the most was that growth phase is like taking something from an idea on inception and turning it into something but when it got to the you know when you're much bigger and it's more financials it's more board meetings it's more um it just wasn't what what lit me up and it probably wasn't what i was best at there's probably somebody better at that than me um so yeah, back to the drawing board, and, and kind of back to back to where that beginning st- phase at uh, Wiser. I think we were sixty-five people when I joined. Yeah, we're now at one hundred and twenty-five. So
0: I saw that yeah. on uh, your LinkedIn. You celebrated it. That was it a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, the, that gate, like the what was it the. Yeah. Hundi sure. games, Hundi games, yeah, that looks like, that looks so fun. I was like, I saw like the, the um, like the Instagram stories, and I was like, that is a strange oh, no, day at right? work. <laughs> Show up.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, so, so, so there was a couple of new people in our team as well on the marketing team, and it was their like second day, so they had oh, induction wow. induction on the Tuesday, and then that was on the Wednesday, and they were like, what is this? Like, wow. get to the office. There's it's very similar to the hun, well, very similar um, to I was—I want to say the Hunger Games, but it's more probably similar to what's been going on recently with the new TV show. I thought I know
0: what you mean. I always keep forgetting the name. I never watched it. I know what you mean, though, with like the the, the weird characters and like—is it where is it? I actually oh, don't know the name yeah. of it. It's really annoying me because I, I feel like I should
1: Google it. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, so we basically had those—you yeah. know—the people with the mask outside. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So when so soon as you got to the door, there was um you there, you were met by a guard. I saw. That, um, yeah, it's good. And then we just had a series of six games, and you had the chance to win a five thousand pounds. Nice, you got to right to the very end. So,
0: it's not bad, not bad day at work, is it really? <laughs> not bad day at work. Yeah, amazing. And what in terms of uh, work like career before social chain? Was there anywhere like you worked before that? Like any influence on your like current place now, or is it? Yeah,
1: I would. So I I did what a lot of people I, I imagine in in the you have no idea what you want to do from school yeah and so yeah. school kind of encouraged you to go to university and I didn't really know what I wanted to do to be honest I thought I wanted to be a doctor at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> it's like sciences at a level Just hated a big it change. yeah 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 oh, mate I hated it I was uh, in in the first level of the first a level year I got like an e and a you know really bad grades e and a d I think and you know so I was struggling changed my course um focus on Spanish and a couple of other things and then decided to go into business rather than medicine and it was the best decision I think I made yeah I I then did a four-year international business degree because I was unsure what I wanted to do at the University of Birmingham which was unreal um in terms of the people that I met the I just enjoyed business marketing in particular I really enjoyed marketing modules and then after that I did what everyone did which I wish I hadn't you know if I went back I wish I hadn't I just applied for all the graduate schemes yeah and I picked Virgin uh, Media Business Mm -hmm. because in my mind I was thinking Richard Branson entrepreneurial innovation when in reality and to be fair I met a load of great people and it wasn't and and I learned a hell of a lot so I'm very thankful for my graduate cohort and the people that supported me through that um but ultimately it was a NTL and Telewest company rebranded Virgin. So there was a lot of legacy systems. There was a lot of, we can't do this because that's how we've always done things, which was the polar opposite of my personality type and character. And so going from that to social chain well, there was no blueprint. There was no, this is how you should do it. It was like a breath of, breath of fresh air and was something that I, I appreciate now when I reflect back. I, I really hated it at the time, but I think back now I was thinking, well i was very fortunate to get that exposure to a big corporate you know massive organization that just been acquired by liberty global and to know that i didn't want to be in that space whereas most people will get into you know eight ten years into their career and go fuck like i don't want (laughs) i don't want to be here yeah Um, that's so fair
0: that's so fair you kind of discovered it earlier on i suppose yeah yeah yeah, yeah, exactly no, no, I have I've exactly the same situation where, you know, going to university thinking I wanted to be a banker, or financial advisor, discovering I'm absolutely terrible at economics and maths, and then yeah. finding a marketing module, a change in university, and it's like the best decision I ever made, just because yes. I had to go and do that for, for, you know, one year, waste all that money, because if not, I'd yeah. have probably just carried on, because I yeah. think you know you just get i suppose it's just comfortable isn't it i suppose if you yeah 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 if that's your plan and then you, you know you think that's what you want to do and then yeah it's it's hard you're like oh it's supposed to be hard so if, i think yeah, if yeah, no yeah. one had kind of like really like encouraged me to carry on i probably would be working in accountancy somewhere doing something i probably don't enjoy so Hating life. you hate Hating life, life yeah so i'm so, so glad could, yeah, exactly yeah exactly so i'm kind of glad that kind of you know had that realization it was just an
1: expensive
0: realization
1: but you know it's uh, it's it's good, it, it's good isn't it and i actually think that if you take apprenticeships they yeah. get a bad rep it's got a bad brand i think yeah. it is rebranding apprenticeships because you think yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It, whereas in reality you get to practice the information and knowledge acquisition that you're getting from webinars ceos cmos whoever it may be and then go and put it into practice immediately and that's the thing that i i didn't like about the The four-year international business degree, Mm -hmm. I learned a hell of a lot, but then I think I probably forgot. I mean, just as human beings, you forget fifty percent of what you learned the day before. You know, in terms of what you can retain if you get asked on the questions, and so so like by the end of the fourth year, it's like you've forgotten and you've not put into practice any of the lessons or the ideas (laughs) or the concepts.
0: Yeah, exactly
1: so yeah i think apprenticeships is a great route if anyone out there is thinking about what should i do try and get real world experience that's what me yeah. I mean particularly now when when i'm hiring people that's the one thing i try and think have they shown it even if it's in a different field even if it's in like their local restaurant or cafe like have they shown a spark of where they can use or apply their knowledge in a creative way um so apprenticeships or or, or highlighting that experience i think is super key
0: no, no i agree i think uh there is a bit of like a bad rep like you say with apprenticeships just because they were probably seen as like low paid or like low skilled and it's um yeah maybe like when i was in college which is probably like 10 years 10 years ago eight years ago not that old <laughs> um i suppose then like even then like we no one wanted to do one just because no. it was like university that's that's all you had to do and that was like the path yeah. you had to take and i think now it's very much about you know work going from college to work or going to you know open university or you know doing an apprenticeship just because you know you got less debt less stress do something you actually enjoy get a life experience um so i do agree yeah. with you you've actually answered all my later questions as well so cheers <laughs> <No worries. laughs> um i suppose circle back to social chain i have to ask just because i'm a massive fan of you know the man himself as you steve, steve. Barlow good friends still do you still hang out or i suppose he's a busy man he's his own podcast so killing the game
1: <laughs> steve's podcast steve's team massive yeah. shout out to all that team yeah they're doing unreal things especially not just the podcast across the across the business so um yeah so still, still close still speak um i sent him a a uh an aftershave a dragon <laughs> which got, got there just in time before the show aired so he's doing nice. amazing things yeah um and and it's quite fortunate to be fair I, i'm very grateful cuz back then nobody knew any of you no know, no one yeah. knew steve it wasn't a he was just and he still is that same person Yeah, you know even back then little things he'd notice if the music wasn't right he'd notice if a pitch deck wasn't right he'd he'd notice about how somebody spoke to somebody else in the team you know from a culture perspective the little details mm-hmm and he would instill that in us all, and, and to be fair we all had that too that's why i think we were a force to be reckoned with in terms of people and, and that team that we built but it's that obsessive nature mixed with hard work like the world's his oyster do you know what yeah. i mean it's he's going to go on to achieve major major things oh, yeah. and be recognized for years to come but but ultimately his you know people might ask you see some people especially in the limelight. I mean, Will Smith last night. Slapping, <laughs> yeah, slapping, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, sometimes no. you see Will Smith and you see the documentary, and he, he's one character, and then in real life, he's yeah. different. Whereas Steve is like that yeah. the entire the entire time, with friends, in relationships, when we're out, when we're on holiday. So, um, but yeah, no, still, still, uh, still close, still speak, and yeah, he's doing great things.
0: You no, know, he seems like a cool guy. He obviously gives me, you know, inspiration for my own my own podcast. So yeah, thank you Steve if you ever listen to this. You probably yeah. won't, but you know, still shout. Still <laughs> um I guess circling back as well to like the culture you mentioned earlier. And I suppose we'll get onto yeah. the wiser culture because I know it's a massive thing. But culture like social chain, did you was it kind of because you obviously were there from like quite early on, was it quite yeah. kind of cool to see like the inception and the growth of the culture as it, you know, as it grew yeah. over the years. And I su- I assume it did change a bit. We you know as a company gets bigger. It is, it is kind of hard to keep isn't it when a, when a company gets bigger just because you know, you've got more people to you know manage
1: and stuff. Definitely. And I, I would say one, one, a big shout out to Kira. So, so she joined very early on too and she headed up the happiness team. She's now gone on to do great things in happiness space with her own brand. But it was at a time where we were growing quickly, winning clients. And then myself, I was focused on the commercial elements, the account management, pitching, project management steve was focused on the new business speaking on stage don was focused more on operations finance legal so we all had our own role and then it was like well, none of us are focusing on people and culture <laughs> yeah. and doing the doing the things which matter and so i think having a dedicated person that folk their entire headspace is focusing on how can we make this experience for our people great how can we uphold the values that have got us this far Cause that's the hardest thing I would say is as you scale, especially if you scale quickly and you're either promoting people fast or you're bringing on people from the outside where you're going to have to bring on people, you know, in terms of headcount, they bring with them their own um, belief systems. They bring with them their own lived experiences um, and being able to get for them to buy into the social chain culture and ethos and way we do things. The same with Wiser. it's very similar It's very unique and distinct so that any person externally, any partner, client, even like friend, family, parent, like mums and dads coming into the office, you want them to experience the magic, you know, from the person that meets you on the front door to the the experience you have from an account perspective with your account manager to everybody. So that I think is is a key thing for any organization and I don't actually think, it definitely wasn't the case at Virgin and I've been within a few other organizations, big blue chip clients, FTSE 500s, and it's just not focused on, or people, I want to say don't care, but it's not that people don't care. It's mm. just that in a day, you have a hundred things to think about, say, on average. And if if it's if other people around you don't care about it, then you're just going to focus on the things that people will, you'll get rewarded for or that will help you with career progression or you're going to get paid for or, you know, your bonus at the end of the week or the end of the month. Whereas in, the, in great organisations, and I suppose this comes from, I, I, I grew up in a sports family and I come from a sports background and I love sports. And having the standards that you retain, very similar to the All Blacks, New Zealand, great, great book called Legacy. And they touch on this, the players sweep the sheds, one of their principles. So they don't get um, groundsmen, they don't get um, bootroom staff to come in and do that. The, the players, international players, captains, you know, probably the most Richie McCall, the most famous people in the world, they will come and sweep the sheds in away dressing rooms as well as in home dressing rooms. And it just sets the principles for how the team, how that culture, uh, how they respond situations how they act as people as human beings how they treat other people as human beings and then as a byproduct of all those small choices that you make which are based on those principles if you continue to do the small things the marginal gain theory to david brailsford and, and that concept you can achieve phenomenal things you know especially if you do it across many people within a team yeah that's when it starts to compound so we just did that social chain we do that wiser and that's why i think the the employee experience and engagement is just on another level than other organizations
0: that's int- that's only really interesting it's quite insightful to see how you know that actually works and i think as well it comes back to i guess you would agree hiring the, you know, the right people who are fit do you think that's the thing like i know people have said like hiring people's culture fit is that a thing or is that like just an excuse because it's like they need to hire someone because they you know they fit the brand and i suppose i i can see it because i know you know some people just don't necessarily fit into a brand or a company not because they're not nice people or they're not smart just because they maybe haven't got the same that i don't know what the right word is the right vibe but again that seems a bit fluffy i don't know uh
1: yeah i I know exactly what you mean and yeah the, the, the the culture is there's two things that always, and to be fair, at wise we've got both of the things, yeah. and people are, are are reviewed on them both, which is culture based on the five principles that we have, but also performance. You know, if you're all laughing around and having a great time and it looks fun, and you know, you've got the Hundi games, and but yeah. then if people didn't work hard and if people weren't good at the job, that's not also great to be around. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, that you need both of the things, and I think people there's, there's a misconception that, that hard work like people could associate um or especially that my parents generation they used to associate hard work with negativity mm, yeah you know, like, oh, i've got to do this you know <laughs> putting in the time at work yeah whereas whereas I, I think about anything that i've achieved in life or, or probably some of the hardest experiences and or the best experiences sorry they've we've overcame things whether it's be in sports when we won the national championships when I was younger, whether it be with social chain, like people wrote us off, like we're going into pictures with like Coca-Cola and uh, you know, big brands, big boys, CEOs. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, what do you mean? Social media is going to take <laughs> off. And, uh, and we got laughed out of rooms, NBA, we got laughed out of the room of the NBA. Right. It's mad, you know, but yeah. Yeah, that was hard work. And you've got to be able to take those hard times. They inspire you to work hard, even harder. And that means when the good times come, it feels amazing. You know, like anyone who wins anything, LeBron in basketball, football, Mm -hmm. in sports, last night at the Oscars, whatever, drama, whatever field or sphere or industry you're in, you have to work hard because then when you do achieve things, it feels even better.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think uh, it's interesting what you said about the whole, yeah, just in general, working hard, because I do think our parents' generation did see that a bit as, you know, punching punch a time clock and, you know, getting yeah. getting your salary and, you know, not necessarily work was fun, but I guess now it can be fun. I mean, I suppose it'll, it could be fun back in the back in the day. I don't want to say that because it sounds a bit weird, but, you know, I suppose in the past it was probably a little bit seen as negative, which is now I yeah. think people's careers now revolve around their friends and their social and their culture and all that stuff and where they live sometimes as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, you know, people, exactly. I mean, people move down to London to get jobs all the time. Genuinely. Yeah. So and it does then change your whole trajectory of like where you, you know, your next five to 10 years, what you're going to be doing. Um, so that is interesting what you said. Um, I guess so, like going back to university, you went to the University of Birmingham and Barcelona as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I did uh to be fair, I chose the four year, first time I told anyone this, but I chose the four year degree. Because mm. it had a year in Spain, I
0: was like, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think that's get, fair. Get
1: me on, get me on <laughs> yeah. that degree, and then and then they were like, "You can choose anywhere you go." I was yeah. like, "Great, Barcelona." They speak Spanish, speak Catalan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think that's so fair. I think, yeah, yeah. I'd, probably, I'd probably be in the same. To be honest, um, yeah, yeah. do you do you think that degree you know shaped you know who you are now or the path you're on, or do you think that was just something you like did at the time and you don't really think about it as much now, or do you think it did shape your career path?
1: No, to be fair, I don't really shape my career path. To be yeah. honest, but but the um, the people I met. So if I think about it, uh, I met. Well, I already knew Michael Heaven, yeah. Who was one one of the founding team at uh, social uh, yeah social chain, and I and we got really close when I was when we both because we were both from Manchester or Stockport, and then we both went to University of Birmingham. we were both into sports, rugby, and so we stayed close there. And then obviously, then that led to the social chain conversation. So I'm grateful for, and I met some amazing people. I've got lifelong friends now. Henry, John, Dave, I've got a million that I could, could list from University of Birmingham. But it just teaches you life skills, you know, yeah. how to live with other people, how to interact with people from different backgrounds. You know, from a diversity, and I's massive now, obviously. Uh, it's on every HR's agenda. But I think university's great for that because you get put into a dorm, you don't really get to choose who you live with, and then you find out about people from different Cultures, different backgrounds, different locations, uh and you kind of got got to find your way. You know, like nothing's yeah. really given to you, and there's a lot of social status on campus, and just understanding why people do certain things. I think for me, from a marketing perspective, was great. You know, understanding psychology, why people go to certain parties, why people join certain sports teams, the culture in the sports teams, you know, all of that, positives and negatives. I would just found it interesting, human behavior. But then I, I question, because it's obviously, especially now, it's very expensive to go. Of course, yeah. And that's why I mentioned at apprenticeship, uh, apprenticeships at the beginning, because I think you can acquire that same knowledge uh, in a different way and you could progress. If I didn't go there, I was four years, so I was 18, 22, and then I did two years graduate scheme. So I was like 24, but by the time I started social in 24, do you know what I mean? I could have... yeah. I'd have started at 18. Like, imagine, <laughs> you know, but I, I would have such a jump on other people. And I, and I think with the way the internet is now, YouTube, podcasts, what you can learn on online, yeah. you could start your own business. And if you had six years, you'd figure something out and you'd yeah. be earning, and it's not all about money, but you would be no. more successful. You'd earn more and you'd be more progressed if you just focused on, number one, finding what lit you up, what you enjoyed doing on a day-to-day what the world needed, I think I talked about this and we were going to talk about Ikigai, what the world really needed, what you can get paid for. And then what you're good at comes, I always think, as a byproduct of you enjoying doing it. So if you don't enjoy doing it, it's a slog. I remember at school, like I said about the medicine, like biology and chemistry was a slog and I was just not (laughs) cut cut out for that world. It just wasn't me. Whereas now when I, I like, I've got books over here, business books. I'm just interested. I'm curious in it. It's not like no one's got a gun to my head. I felt like I just had to learn these things at school. Or yeah. Whereas whereas I think following what you're interested in, what you're curious about, what you enjoy doing, you'll be able to, and then just figuring it out the commercial way, whether it's a business, whether it's a career, what can what you can get paid for by an employer or if you want to start your own thing. That will lead to great things. Yeah.
0: No, I think that's, I think it's hit the nail on the head about the whole... You know, you don't just read books because people make you read them, but when you're in school, you have to read them, so people yeah. don't like to do it now. Or, you know, I suppose podcasts, and not because we're doing one, but I feel podcasts have, like, entered this space where, like, three years ago, someone was said to me, I remember seeing it at like, university, people were like, podcasts will be the next media, pla- like, media platform media will everyone be using. You know, books will be obsolete. Yeah. Social media will still be important, but podcasts will be where you get all your news from, where you get all your, like, your information where you get your marketing business, whatever you want to listen to. And like yeah. looking like now, like, you know, like you got like Joe Rogan and like, you know, Steve Baller and like the true Geordie podcast and how they're getting tens of millions and millions of views. Um, yeah, yeah, it's totally. absolutely crazy, which, but I think in a way it's good. And I think it is, it's just finding That niche as well. and find what you could good at. Cause like you said, if yeah. you're doing a job that you don't enjoy, you probably, like you said, it's going to be a bit of a slog. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, you t- t-
1: I'll tell you something, something that's really useful. One of my old mentors t- told me this, um great guy he's got a book called spike it's called rene rene cario and he said for, try and find the intersection between two of your spikes so it could be um imagine if you were an unbelievable presenter so you were great with people you had natural charisma so spike you know it's an unfair advantage i would probably say that's one of mine Growing up in a rugby club growing up in sports i I can speak to people from lots of different backgrounds quite comfortably and I quite enjoy it I get energy from it so people would hate going into a room with those people but my wife <laughs> yeah. would you know so that, you know she wouldn't like that whereas for me that's where i I'm an I get energy from that I love it um and then if you were to mix that with either business or sport you know if you mixed it with sport you could go into sports journalism you could go into uh, sports business you could create your own sport business products. Or for uh, do you know what I mean? So mix the two together, mm-hmm. um, then you can usually find something where you're like in a sphere of one. You're or yeah. you're like you're saying there about the niche. You're like competing against other people, rather than competing against everyone who's wants, who's into business. You're competing against everyone who's into business and who either likes presenting or who likes sports. So it's like you are niching that much much further down in your skill sets.
0: Yeah, that no, is interesting. I think. There's lots, there's lots of things kind of like pick up on like what you just said. And I think just in, t- in terms of like niche, I think that is important. And I think as well in a world, especially like marketing where people are like, what do you do for a job marketing? they're like, Oh, what's that? You're like, yeah, oh, like what kind of market? Oh, social media market. Okay. What kind of social media market? And people, I think a lot of people don't. Who aren't in the space? Kind of like, oh, so you see, do social media? So you just post on Twitter all day. I'm like, no, yeah. there's so many, there's so many things. Like I, like I didn't do half those things, and it's so much more. But I think it's just again, find your niche as well, what you could. Um, you you touched upon the is it the Japanese framework? I think you mentioned it in like an right, article yeah, yeah. from it's yeah. like a LinkedIn article. I think it was was it something about your 22? old, What you take 22 year old self? Yeah, was yeah, that yeah. Was it? the title yeah. of it was, um, which that was, I thought was quite relevant to this because obviously. This is about you know helping like younger generation you know grads and stuff so uh, yeah i think i think i asked you it i was gonna ask you it anyway uh,
1: about it, like identifying your tribe and like what your gift is um yeah you want to touch upon that a bit maybe yeah th- those things are really really important so ikigai great book it's a japanese concept which is mm-hmm. uh, when you translate it it's the reason for being so ultimately okay. how you find fulfillment in your life and we've just had reading week at Wiser where we, in the afternoon, everyone took off uh, the time to either upskill with uh, lectures, not lectures, that's what makes it sound like uni. We had people <laughs> giving speeches on performance, nice. on inclusive hiring, on so many different topics. All the leaders uh, gave a speech. And then also we, you had then time to go and read books of your choice just to upskill and just actually get the time you know, for a week and learn. And one of my recommendations was Ikigai. And a nice. couple of people have, have already messaged me saying how transformative it's been just reading the concepts. And ultimately, if you were to break it down, it's the intersection between four things, which are what you're good at, what the world needs, what you love to do, it's like your passion, mm. and what you can get paid for. Yeah. And s- often you might have, it's a great exercise just to write those four down and then write down like the tasks or the job that you're currently doing now and see how what you're spending the majority of your life doing now so if you take your life and when you wake up to when you go to sleep mainly your working life are you hitting all four and you don't have to always hit all four but that's like the got if you hit all four you will be very happy you'll be very fulfilled um but you might be only hitting one or two then it's like well can I make a, a couple of changes here in my career, or in, just in the job role? Could be in the same company, just doing something slightly different. Like you said there about the your accounting and finance, and you like you switch to marketing, it's yeah. completely different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's important. Then also in that article, I think I wrote about finding your tribe, hmm. and we as human beings want to. It goes back to being safe, you know, not not being killed by. Yeah bears or you know any animals in the wild (laughs) yeah and so you stick together in a tribe but usually in today's world the tribes or the communities surround a specific topic or a passion Mm -hmm. could be singing could be hip-hop music could be rugby whatever it may be could be marketing uh, like we're talking about today yeah um and there'll be other people out there in the world and especially now because of social media and online that those people might not be in your immediate sphere especially in the location where you live so I'm down in Cornwall now, mm-hmm. living in Cornwall. And it's it's very different in terms of the amount of different opportunities or, sorry, different spheres or communities of things that uh, are down here compared to Manchester. In Manchester, you could find anything. You could find um, hip-hop dancing on ice skates. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas here, you struggle to find hip-hop dancing. You know? <laughs> yeah, probably, but, yeah. yeah. but 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 online, you know, you can find your tribe. Yeah. And that's where you feel part of something you know social chain i I felt part of something wiser i feel part of something my i support united for my sins right now (laughs) but but i feel part of something you know and and i I want us to to succeed and i want us to get back to where we we were but also that's where if you think about your relationships you usually find the best times in your life and the best experiences with your tribe Mm, yeah and i found when i joined social chain i had a lot of people from school and, and in school, you're kind of pushed together in one geographical location and you make friends based on status, and based on the incorrect values that don't yeah. really matter when you leave school. And so I had a lot of negative influences and people that would say, you know, people that would make fun of you. I had people making fun of us when I started socializing, like, what are you really? doing? Yeah, 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 all this stuff. So I had to cut a lot of people out of my life, Yeah, um, which at the time was very difficult. Left. Leaving a WhatsApp group. and No one even thinks that's a big deal. But it is a big world, deal. you, is you it? leave a WhatsApp yeah. group, it's a big deal. Yeah, Everyone sees like, it. Everyone yeah, sees yeah, it. What, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, leaving WhatsApp <laughs> group? But uh and people listening might know if they probably won't be listening, but I left a couple of WhatsApp groups. And that it, honestly, it made me feel a million times better. Yeah. I, I lost the negative uh and it wasn't like they're being negative all the time, but just being part of that group and that yeah. tribe. Your aspirations of what you wanted to achieve—you know—they were slightly lower. They wanted to do other things, like live for the weekend and stuff. And and if you were trying to do stuff which was business related, or it was like, "Oh, come on, mate, what are you doing?" Like, you know, you <laughs> seen as a bit of a geek. Yeah, I know. get
0: that as well. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Whereas. In reality, now I've got a completely different set of mates who celebrate that, who yeah. you go out for dinner just to talk about these concepts and just bounce ideas off each other. And 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 I might be weird for doing that. You know, some people might classify me as weird for doing that, but I found my tribe. And mm. and because you found your tribe, you're much happier and you can discuss things. And it's the same for anything. Like my, my cousin, he's just gone to uni and he's one of the cleverest kids you'll ever meet. You know, he got I think all nines, which are now like A star stars and is wow. uh, GC, an A levels. Very smart. Won the space practice. He's, he's into space and space travel and how we're going to live on that planet. You, you know, in different minds Yeah, but uh, very different to me. Uh, m- much more introverted. Mm. Um, but you can imagine he, he, when he's with his friends and, and even when he talks to me about about that world, he's so passionate and yeah. uh, and he's so into it and, he, and he's and he's found his tribe. You know, there's a very few people about, in that space. I connected into a few, few people in the space world. But in school, he had a hard time, you yeah. know, because it, when you're talking about that kind of stuff, and that's just life. <clears throat> but once you found your tribe, I think you can really start producing and you can reach your full potential.
0: Yeah, I think that is super important. And I, it does make sense because I think about, like you said, about, you know, what are the best times you had and It is with like the friends where you got, and I think it's different as well because you can you have different tribes where you've got the friends that you you go out on the weekend with, you've got your friends who you talk business with, you've got your friends who you, you'll see once a year, but when you see them, yeah. it's amazing, it's like nothing changed. And I think it's, there's this little you can have like little mini tribes almost where you kind of like got, but it's, it's still healthy. And I think the whole not not cutting off negativity, but I think that is, I think that is super important as yeah. well because, at the end of the day, you have to like. This, look after yourself as well uh it's also good about yeah. mental health and stuff if, you know if it's not helping you mentally then it's not it's not helping anyone so uh yeah. i am very much yeah very much with that um talking about why because i know we have t- t- touched a bit briefly about the whole culture part uh how yeah. you find Because you've only been, how long have you been in that? a year and a
1: half two years yeah coming up to two years two years up to Two years. and how's that how you find nothing it's good, good. We're, we're, we're in that growth phase exciting yeah we're on the train whilst laying the train tracks (laughs) yeah Uh, and there's a load of fires and a load of things always going wrong but there's also a load of wins loads of great things loads of great hires loads of people getting promoted people delivering things they've never done before and we had a session on friday at the end of reading week Mm -hmm. last friday and there were people got up on stage 120 people bearing in mind and it was a, like, it's scary. But if you never present in front of hundreds of yeah. people, it's daunting. And they were saying and talking about their highlight from the previous six months, but then also what they wanted to achieve in the next six months. And, you know, people, there's some people there who are petrified of uh, public speaking, but we're doing it anyway. And, and we've created an environment where people feel safe, you are know, psychologically safe yeah. to, where everyone was like massive round of applause when they're going up on stage, massive round of applause when they're coming off and, you know, supportive to what people's dreams and aspirations are. And that's the kind of organization that is going to go places. You know, if you think if you can create that culture and that environment yeah. and also people have the the mixture between the two culture and performance, I think you can't go wrong. And yeah, for me personally, it's, I'm very <clears throat> I'm very proud of of the, the marketing team shout out marketing team uh, and they know who they are. <laughs> but what we've done in the last year has been phenomenal in terms of the clients we work with, some of the biggest brands of the world, um, the results that we're producing for our clients, the growth. We're now up to I think 14 people on the team. Nice. One person when I join. So um financially we're doing better than we've ever done before. We've had the most success we've nearly doubled in revenue. Wow. Uh, year on year, coming out of a COVID year, you know, mm. pandemic year. So, yeah, it's exciting. Very excited about the future. Very excited about, about the team. And we're very much just getting started. You know, yeah, that's lots,
0: good. To, hear. Lots to do. All positives. Yeah. What was our whole working at home situation like? Was it difficult for? Because uh, obviously you're London based, yeah. aren't you as well? So, um, it. I can imagine it's quite hard. I had a lot of friends who lived in London. And uh, they, I think I know they struggled just because they're away from home. And I think a lot of friends, a lot of people did move home, didn't they? A lot of people moved back in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this went back to the country and like out of the city just because it is probably a bit of a nicer place to live <laughs> at the time. Because uh, like, as I can imagine, it was probably a bit crap for all of us. um But yeah, how was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. You guys, was business was it hard? Was it? it a was,
1: yeah, because the office is the epicenter. Yeah. Of- great conversations of course, of course. Yeah. people want to be in the off you know a lot of organizations probably people were like celebrate we're, oh, great <laughs> yeah
0: great. <laughs> you have to see <laughs> them anymore <laughs> yeah yeah i've seen his work colleagues that i don't like
1: Are <laughs> <our> political on <laughs> emails i could just swerve them yeah yeah whereas whereas for us like as soon as we opened it back up people were like when can we go in we had yeah. a limit on it because of the restrictions always full every day full on that list um that was i think that was hard especially in london so i I would say i'm very fortunate i live like i mentioned in cornwall so out of the hustle and bustle of london but imagine if you're in london yeah in in your 20s and you're in a one bed you know not in a one bed but you're living with mates and you've got your one bed and you're all trying to work either from your bedroom or it's just a bit of a nightmare yeah and it's small you know the places in london you pay a grand a month and you get a tiny little place. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's
0: yeah. Not great. No.
1: Whereas there, whereas for me, it was it was I was quite fortunate being being more outside. You got the walks, the beaches, in Cornwall. Mm. But it was hard because we had two kids under two. You know, not sleeping in the same house as you work in. So, and then you're thinking, ah. Oh, uh, am I spending enough? Because i was always on calls, and they're like, "Daddy, can you come off the calls?" And you're like, you're like, because it's more cause you're there. I think yeah, it's they, harder because then they they see you there, and they're like, "Well, why can't you play with me?" You know, knocking knock the door. <laughs> so, yeah, so you, so you've got the difficulties from the other perspective. So I think like, like that's a good example of it was it was hard in different ways for me as it was for the guys who living in London. And I think for everyone out there had, had it difficult in whatever way, whether it was mental health, whether it was the physical health, whether they had COVID and, or someone in their family was affected by COVID, they could have lost you their jobs. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So everyone's gone through something. And I think it's been great to see everyone come together since then and, and support each other um, moving forward. It's for yeah, what you said about the whole office is an
0: epicenter because I've been uh, to your office a couple of times just for like when I did the academy or like internship, and it's very much everyone's in every day because they want to be in every day. It's not because, the f- yeah, and then obviously it's different now where you, you know every like a lot of companies have like two days a week. I think I go in like two days a week, um, and I'm very much I enjoy the whole work at home because it yeah. is you, you know, you get more sleep. It's less, you know, you'd have to commute, you know, you'd have to get up at 10 to seven in the morning, drive 45 minutes somewhere. Uh, But I do understand that, you know, for an office and a culture, like for a a business where the culture is like very much almost like the soul of it to not have that almost, or like have it separated is, I can imagine it was very hard. Um, Yeah. yeah. I
1: tell you you what we've done, which is good. So so we have Wiser Wednesdays. So Mm. most people come in now on Wednesdays as a dedicated day. So the office is heaving. That was great atmosphere. And then the teams, so we all come in Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, marketing. Um, but then, if you're on a, if you're outside, like myself, if you're on outside of London, you go onto a different uh, Wiser wherever contract. And then you come up for that first week of every month, hmm. which is where we do all the big events, like the Hundi Games, with the award ceremonies, your team meetings, team socials. You spend that entire week together as a unit, so you get that time to bond and build those connections. Um, And then you come up for key meetings. I mean, I was up last week, I'm up this week, I'm up next week. So um, it's just as and when you need it. But, but for most people, I think that's good. You have a week dedicated together where you have all your good stuff and your good team bonding sessions. Yeah. And then once, and it's flexible you know the other ones exactly, it, sh- yeah. it, sh- it shouldn't be like the five days you have to be in eight thirty till 6 do you know what i mean it's yeah a very old school way of thinking
0: yeah it is i think it's it's changing a lot i've seen it a lot just in terms of like you know the linkedin landscape where you see all these polls about you know the four-day working week and I, I can see it happening a lot i mean i think it was a myth last year and i think now it's becoming a actual possibility for a lot of companies where they're trialling it and just to see if it improves you know just the general pace of things if it improves revenue and yeah. you know being and mental health and I think it is these things have to change. Like you said, we're always evolving. So we have to kind of evolve the times as well. Um yeah. so it'd be interesting to see where we are, you know, 2023. Um I guess I mean we're coming like coming close to fairly close to the end. But a couple more questions. Um yeah. in terms of like you said about about business and like culture and having people around you, do you think it's and you probably would answer actually with the tribe question as well, but do you think it's very important to have a great team around you and have supportive people around you in a business as well as cause obviously you've got your friends at home, but do you think yeah. it's important to have that at work as well? And I think you've probably already answered this with, you know, you said earlier the tribe.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm in, I'm so far in the other camp in terms of the people that I work with, I care about as if they're family. Yeah. And I go to work with that um, approach where I'd go to war with these people, I'd, you know, yeah, I, I would do, uh, I see it like sports. Like, you, you have each other's back. If when times are difficult, you celebrate when times are good. Um, I care about what they're doing outside of work, if they're getting houses, if they're struggling with their health, their mental health, their finances. Like, how can I and we as an organization help support that person with whatever they're going through? Because ultimately, when it's all said and done, Twenty years, thirty years, forty years time, the 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 tactical stuff, things that we'll be doing, like the clients and projects that we do now, people won't really remember. No. You know, it'll be like when I think about social chain now, I don't really remember. I remember bits, but I remember um, specific people and what we and what they went through and how we bonded together and certain hard times and yeah. certain great times and the experiences we did together. And how they made me feel and hopefully vice versa. Uh, and that's what I want people to remember. I want, I want to be the type of person that um, motivates people, that's always there, that can inspire great things to happen, can get the best out of them, You know, the best potential. That's, that gives me the most energy is when people do things they've never done before or when they, they achieve things. That's where I get a lot of my um, enjoyment and fulfillment. Um And so, as a byproduct i 'm all the way in the other camp where i'll i 'll if someone's struggling or their birthday or we we always got groups going on for trying to get people 's presents for their birthday in our team and nice. if you know if they were ill, the happiness box gets sent out with for, with they've got COVID, just making sure they 're okay um because that 's the team i that 's the team i'd want to be in do you know yeah. like if i was if I was selected to into a team like when, when I was back in sports i 'd want to be in that team exactly. i want to be uh, part of that um and that's what that's what we're trying to create
0: no that's nice i i, I agree like exactly what you said i think it is super important <laughs> just to have like wholesome people around you as well yeah um going about uh talking about like success um how would you personally define success if you could bit of a rogue question but i feel like it's uh, the most important one of the podcast
1: success is a great question mm is a great question. I'm pausing on this one because I'm trying no, to, sorry, I'm I take trying, it to the, I'm trying to think of the for me success now has changed slightly because I'm married, I've got kids. Mm. Um so number 1 for me is being a great role model as a dad. Uh, as a as a leader in the in the business field especially in, in wiser and success i would say is on of as the things that's always inspired me is is doing things that haven't been done before and so that's what i see as success is that achieving things that haven't been done before but also helping other people achieve things that they've never done before yeah i would say those two things um yeah it
0: is a tough one because i think as well yeah, people think like success success isn't linear success isn't it's unique to everyone else it changes constantly you know i've you'd asked me that five years ago and i probably told you something completely different to now yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, it does constantly change and i think like i said when you've got different priorities as well in your life from me 20 to 30 it does yeah it's going to change a bit um yeah, yeah.
1: i would say what, what like similar to what you said there when i was when i was uh especially at the beginning of social chain, it was the money um, that we were generating for the business. It was the big client names. It was like scaling the career ladder. Like I wanted, I started, uh, we were just doing accounts and then I was like account director then I was commercial director. And it was like, I wanted more. I wanted to keep growing because that's what you want is progression. Yeah. Whereas then when I get, when you get to the, into leadership positions, you realize that there's not, Anywhere else for you to really go to? So then it becomes like, how can you acquire new skills? How can you help other people upon that journey? Um, and then, yeah. I, to be fair, the, the role model thing is big. I think for me, from a family perspective, but also in work, I want to try and set great examples that so people feel inspired to, yeah, to to achieve, but to be great people ultimately at the end of the day, and. Um, and actually, I suppose the main thing for me is that, it, from a work capacity, is, is creating a great team. Yeah, and I love the team. I, I honestly love my the team, the marketing team at Wiser, and also the team that I had at Social Chain. I love the teams. Yeah, and I would, I would go to bat for the team every day.
0: <laughs> it's important. Um, Super important. It's important it? for me. Yeah. yeah, creating
1: like a high performance team that care about each other and that do great things and have great experiences together and achieve amazing results. Yeah. That's for me, a success. I'd say.
0: Hundred percent. No, that's a good, very good answer. Um We have got a couple more questions but i guess what would be a one piece of advice you'd give uh, a marketing graduate uh, leaving university at 21 what would be something you, you could tell them that would help them on the career path going forward
1: great okay i've got a great story for this okay go ahead so yeah. <laughs> um so do, do you remember steve's steve's vlog uh remember, you might not have seen it but I don't think I like... it. it's on youtube yeah check it out on youtube maybe i have, maybe i have yeah yeah every every day steve it was called (laughs) and so so wind back maybe two three months before that we won social media agency of the year i think it was in year one maybe year two and we weren't expected to win because we were going against all the incumbents Mm. so we were like a big fish in a small pond essentially Oh, no no no! sorry so we, we were like a little fish in a massive pond <laughs> yeah. and, we won, and we won the award nice. so we were celebrating anyway the next day that was a thursday the next day friday this massive fish blow up fish came in the office i was like floating around you know like once you get at like fairgrounds it's like remote controlled and just <laughs> flying around the office it's like what's the fish doing there? um and we've got security on the door so it's and you have to go up two levels of security to get in Anyway, there was this guy called uh, Dodds mm. who had bribed the security guy. gave him six beers. Which we obviously brought we brought up with him. It's not that secure, is it? Could have <laughs> had anything in the fish. Um, but anyway, the fish comes around and and the, and he and he it landed on Steve's desk and it it basically said it had a USB in the in the bottom of the fish, and it said please don't open me or something creative because then you wanted to open it. Mm. And it said, now you're a... Once the video played, it was like, now you're a big fish in a small pond, because you won the award. So it was timely, it was relevant. And then Dodds went on to talk about, he was a videographer, uh, and he wanted to launch... He thought thought Steve should launch a YouTube channel, or start producing more video content, documenting the journey of, like, social chain and stuff. This was pre anyone had done any work, uh, or had really built their YouTube following at all. Yeah. and he didn't really have any experience, I don't think, at the time. But because of that, it was creative. It caught everyone's attention. And I think he said he'd do it for free for the first few months. Um, and it was like, a no, he made it a no brainer. He made that decision for Steve. It was smart, creative. He made it a no brainer. And then Dodd spent the next two years traveling around the world with Steve, literally blogging him, every location you can imagine Greece, Spain, America nicest hotels but more importantly he was just building the youtube they were putting out a video a day i think wow. at one point so every day steve video went out every day and so i would take that if i was a grad and i wanted to get into marketing i would think about what company would i be inspired to work for because obviously dodd's wanted to work at social chain he wanted to be in a startup growing think about the company they think about what you would want to be doing so what kind of field what do you enjoy doing that's a great question to ask, what do I enjoy doing? Because mm-hmm. people might want to grow a YouTube channel, but like the actual video editing, like you said at the beginning, they don't enjoy doing. So yeah. it's like, well, if that's going to be the majority of your day, don't do that. Do something that you actually enjoy doing. could be just the, the this bit, you know, like the speaking. Yeah. So if you can do this bit, then it could be like, right, well, what can you do to a leadership person in that company and make the decision a no brainer for them to give you real world experience? And Dodds met, met every CEO, as you can imagine, you know, going to all the pictures. He was always there filming. And then now Dodds has got a very successful business of his own, creating videos and doing AR for the biggest brands in the world, Gucci, Adidas, all of them. But it started by him offering value and also something that Steve wasn't doing. So saying, here's an opportunity which you're not capitalizing on. Let me do it for you for free. I don't even know if that was true by the way, but just, you know, let me do it to just prove the value. And then as a byproduct, he gained the experience, he gained the network, he gained the knowledge. Might not have even known all the knowledge. You know about doing the YouTube videos, might have only known <laughs> half of it, but but he made it so that he could he could get that experience and meet those people and travel the world, had an unbelievable two years and started his own business, is now really successful. And that's what I would say to a grad is figure out what you enjoy doing go and do that for somebody that's not doing it in a company or an industry that you want to be in and do that for one two years rather than <clears throat> going to d- yeah you know like applying for jobs yeah i wouldn't apply for any jobs i try and get someone's attention in a senior position whether it's c-suite it doesn't have to be the ceo it could be hr director or whatever this for space is, but try and get their attention in the most creative way possible demonstrate the value you can offer them And the benefit that's going to have on them their career their finances their health their relationships whatever and then do it for free for three months and if you're good they'll just pay you after that three months that's crazy that's a crazy story
0: i mean (laughs) good amazing creativity though like for, uh, for someone to do that i think i saw something similar where i don't know who it was someone like put cupcakes with someone's name on them or like they're like a cv on cupcakes and delivered it yeah they pretended to be like uh like a delivery guy and they dropped it off at the door and then they had like the cupcakes in them and then the the cupcakes got like, the cv or something on them and it went to the person because obviously you're getting cupcakes delivered to your office no one's gonna think that's weird then they're gonna open them yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. it's put, just smart yeah so smart and it's not i mean that what 15 quid I won't think. cost
1: you much yeah right. you think about that costing what probably like 10 15 quid for the balloon thing and yeah, the USB at his video show reel. That's amazing. That's a great story. Yeah. No, that's five pounds, five pounds for the beers. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, that's a good, great way to
0: bribe someone. Take that note for next time. <laughs> Don't slip him a twenty. Yeah. Just slip my a pack of yeah. like, Peronis or something. Um, yeah. On the back of that question as well, um, you talked about personal branding. Do you think having like LinkedIn, having a personal brand, is important for say, you know, a young person, grad, someone in marketing business? Do you think having like LinkedIn's an important thing to have because I guess you know, if you like, say you hire someone,
1: do you want them to have that presence there? To see, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. definitely, yeah, definitely. And I would also say the secondary benefit, which doesn't get talked about enough, is the articulation of your thoughts. So, if you're writing content, it forces you to reflect on your daily activities, what's happened, what you've learned, and then turn that into valuable information for a specific audience and so then you're essentially each day finding out what works what doesn't work in terms of what resonates with the audience what doesn't and so you're just learning every day about what certain people and certain demographics are thinking about what they're feeling what they like what they don't like what they're interested in but more importantly for you like when you jump on a podcast or when you go on stage or when you're in an interview or when you're speaking to a client you've got a bank of information that you know is going to resonate with a certain audience um and uh, that skill set for me has been the best thing
0: yeah amazing that's good advice last question um yep. i don't know if you know what, what it's going to be if you listen to the others um <coughs> but you're basically uh oh. down the street and your 10 yep. year old self comes running up to you and he's all excited yep. and he's asking you all his questions but you can only tell him one thing what would it be
1: so, I've got a two year old now and a 10 month old. And so, I'm just imagine Kobe when he's 10. <laughs> and, and the question is, I can only ask him one thing, or I can you, only tell him one you thing. You can only
0: tell him one thing. He's like asking you, like, you know, what's my future going to be like? You know, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be successful. You can only tell him one thing. Well, what would it be? you've got like
1: 10 seconds to answer him. I would tell him to always follow what you're passionate about. Yeah. Follow your dreams. Don't let anyone take that away from you.
0: It's a great answer. It's a great answer. Yeah. No, no, this has been amazing, mate. I really appreciate you uh, taking your time tonight uh, and doing this podcast. It's been super nice. insightful for me, and I, I assure you that other people will find it insightful as well. So, thank you very much.
1: Thanks so much for inviting me on. No worries, mate. Take care. Cheers, Tim. See you later. Bye, bye.